0: All right, guys, podcast number 161, 161 episodes. I love it. Um, today we're gonna be talking about what is considered a high value male. You know, the thing that everyone wants, the thing that all the women want. I think everybody wants to be considered high value. You do have some people that are not necessarily um want to be. High value. Some people just are content and some people are okay with a regular average living. Um, but I think a lot of women want high value men. Today we're going to be dealing with a lot of statistics, um, because you know, dealing with somebody who's high value, it still falls into a smaller percentage of society. So, with that being said, we got to talk about this. And you know, before we get into it, I just want to say. 80%, according to like, a, it was a few surveys. Uh, where, where, where did I get my Census Bureau, um, IRS, and this is for the numbers for money making. And it was like some regular surveys that I had looked on some websites. And like 70 to 80% of women want men that fall into the 15 to 1 and 5% of men. Right. It's crazy. Like, I, it just makes me think, like, where did all these high expectations, unrealistic expectations come from? Now, you can get it. I believe you can get anything. But you got to put in the work. And I think a lot of problems with women nowadays, they want to manifest everything and just think it's going to come magically without putting in the work. And manifestation is real, but you got to put in the work, whether that be physically or mentally, and then you got to look the part. But let's get into the uh, podcast. Let's play this advertisement, uh, promoting the relationship course, because I need you guys to get that to help yourself out. And that is a lot uh, for people. But I know that it, it'll definitely help. It'll definitely help. And if you know how the podcast Alright guys, this is J.O. Say It Ain't And right after this we're going to get into the podcast And then we're going to talk about what's considered high value Don't go anywhere, grab your popcorn, your chips And we're going to be here
1: for a half an hour yeah nigga. yeah nigga, this is that big Hollywood bush. that shit you wish you could get You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We ain't fucking around out here man out Fuck out you man. thought it was nigga, it was, nigga. Ah! 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 You know how we doing nigga, we doing back to back shit Ain't no stopping, ain't no motherfucking breaks, nigga. This shit ain't for the weak. So tell them niggas, watch out. I'm going to blow, ain't depending on them niggas. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to roll. I ain't even tripping about the lies being told. That's what happens when you popping, niggas. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't. Ain't so. Got the city on by, but I'm still too cold. Always tell it like it is. Yeah, you know I'm too bold. But you're still sleeping on me, nigga. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't. so. Ain't so, got it figured out. Trying to be the nice guy, but now I'm on a different route. Probably got your girlfriend in my crib, just trying to dick her down. And best believe I kick her out of shit, don't plan on putting out. Yeah, cause I'm a dog, I'm a fucking dog. Got a lot of bitches, but I'm always trying to fuck some more Yeah, so what you want from a nigga? I done found out the game, and they don't be loving niggas. I'm good, I'm all set. The way I do my own get getting your vex? Out you calling shots like a motherfucking rep. Whole time y'all was playing checkers, I was playing chess. Man, this shit a mess. I'm gon' going, going blow, ain't dependin' on no niggas, yeah, yeah, I'm gon' roll I ain't even tripping about the lies being told That's what happens when you poppin', niggas, say it ain't so Say it ain't, woo. ain't so Got the city on fire, but I'm still too cold Always tell it like it is, yeah, you know I'm too bold But you still sleeping on me, niggas, say it ain't so Say it so ain't, so. woo Hey, so that I'm back, nigga, tell shorty that I'm in. She know he a whack, nigga, doing all that yapping. He just ain't because my stack's bigger. Hit it from the back. I'm the one that got an ass bigger. Yeah, and I'm a boss. I'm a fucking boss. Feeling like a Cali, baby, I ain't never took a loss. Nah, and I'm a y'all with the cross. Putting on for my city, yeah. I put that on the cross. So I'm good. I'm all sick. Who's real? Who's fake? Man, let's put him to the test. I ain't worried about a thing, baby. I ain't never stressed. Been thought I was that nigga. Man, I must confess. Bitch, I've been the best. I'm going blow, ain't depending on no niggas. Yeah, yeah, I'm going roll I ain't even trippin' about the lies being told. That's what happens when you poppin' niggas saying ain't so, saying ain't. ain't so got the city on fire, but I'm still too cold. Always tell it like it is, yeah. You know I'm too bold, but you still sleeping on me, niggas say it ain't so, say it ain't ain't
0: guys that was say it ain't by Jo. but let's get into today's topic so what is considered high value and the only reason i want to do this because there are there are a group of people that feel as if unless you are a high earner you cannot be high valued right because usually people that are considered high valued are valued by people because of their money so there's a correlation of people who are who are high earners um, versus people who are considered to be high value, but I don't always think that is the case, right? Because people who are high valued always usually fall into the one percent of people, or the five percent, or fifteen percent. There's this small margin of society. You know, how many people do you know personally that make five hundred k a year? How many people do you know personally that make 200K a year? I do. I know a lot of people personally like that, right? I know people who make millions a year, but your average person doesn't even know these people. They don't know this kind of person. They don't know who this person is. Most people will never even encounter or even know people like that, men or women. So when you say that only these people who fall into this small margin of people who are considered high value, I think that. It is a bit harsh to, and it's realistic, and I and I, and I I put those standards on myself too, but that is not the only way you can seem or be perceived as being valued, especially when it comes to having money, right? Because yeah, you can make good money and you can fall into a high percentile, but it's not always about that because not all people are about money. Not all people care about money. Money can fix a lot, and money can make things a lot better. Trust me when I tell you. Trust me, but it it is not the all and be all. And honestly, I may sound a little hypocrite saying that because I feel like maybe sometimes it's the only thing. But I think because I have a level of religiosity, because I have that level of faith that I don't put too much on it. Right. I put a lot, maybe like 80 percent. But let's get into some of these statistics. So you got a lot of women saying they want a man that make six figures. They want a man that is six feet Um, with, you know, you know, an eight inch, you know, pipe in his, you know, in shape, six pack, all these unrealistic standards. And some women are willing to compromise on some and some are willing to compromise on others. But aside from that, even men, you should want to raise your standards. And I know when it comes to being a high earner, it's not always as easy, but if you put in the work, you can get there. So when we talk about men that make 100K a year, that falls into 15%, 15% of men in the U.S. make 100K or or a little more a year. So we're talking anywhere from 100K to 150K, 15% of men. That is a very small percentile, right, because there's still like 85% of the population that doesn't make that. Well, yeah, you'll have some people that are not accounted for. Okay, cool. Even if you said another, you know, another 10%, that's still most of the population that doesn't make that. So, and then you got to take into consideration, a lot of these people, a lot of women that want these kind of men, they want kids, they want a certain lifestyle, they want a certain family, and those things are expensive. So let's talk about men that make 200K. We're not going to even make a big jump. 250K a year, people that make 200, men that make 250K a year in the US, which is 20K a month. 20K a month is a lot. I remember the first time I made 10K a month. I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. I got money for everything. I was taking trips. Like It was because it's such a big gap from making two grand a month to making 10K a month. 10K a month is basically 100K a year, right? But making from two to 10K is a lot. But imagine 20K. That's a two person salary. That's where I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get to 10, 20, 30, 40, 50K a month. That's where I'm trying to be, right? But 5% of people, 5%, 5% of people in the United States make 250 or 200 or 200 to 50K a year. That is a very small percentage. Chances are you don't even know that person. Chances are you might not even encounter that person. Right? So let's talk about the 1%, because it's not that far off from you don't, we're not gonna even say a million dollars. Not even a million. Five people that make men that make 500 k half a million a year, fall into 1%. And this is based off of uh the Census Bureau and the IRS, IRS, uh, IRS um census. For 2022, 2022, so this is last year. People that make 500K a year fall into the one percentile. One percent of family homes make about 500K a year. You don't even know that person. Most of you don't even know that person, let alone trying to get that person. Now, can you be that person 100%? Hundred percent, and I think that, and I think that the percentage of women that make that is like less than like, is less than the one percent of that one percent. It's like a like a point like a point five percent or something like that. So on average, you'll see yeah, men usually make a lot more than women do, and and that's why a lot of women who usually encounter are with these powers kind of people. They usually um, are husbands or a sugar baby or somebody who is acquainted with the person who makes that money as a lover most of the time or their wife. And not saying that women can't have it. They can have it. But the proof is in the pudding. A lot of women want to do it. And a lot of women are making more money a year. They are. But it's just this is just not happening. So Let's talk about so. Outside of that, can you be considered high value if you're not making that? If you're not making that uh that kind of money, I think that you can be. But I think that there are three components, especially as a man, if you want to fall in that percentile, right? And before we get into that, I want to say that when women make this kind of money, it it almost hinders them for for a few reasons. One, they want somebody to be on an equal playing field, right? you can ask just about any woman if i'm making 100k a year i want my man to at least be making the same but only 15% of 15% of people in the united states make 15 uh make 100k a year so now your dating pool just got smaller and now you have to find somebody who is making that amount of money and then on top of that you know you're not about to buy you're not about to be buying a man a house. You're not about to be buying men cars. There are some women that will do it. Right? There are some, but that's fewer than many. And men don't really care too much about that. And plus, you allow, you don't allow yourself to be open up to so many options. Your options get closed. Not saying that you can't never get a man like that, but you decrease the probability of doing it. Now, moving on. So can you be considered high value? I think you can be. And I think a lot of men can be. So if you don't fall into that 1%, what are some of the criteria for you being considered a high value person? Meaning how can other people value you? Because there are people that are valued that are not necessarily rich, right? You have people that are valued that are leaders, community leaders, like priests and uh judges and stuff like that. Um, people who people like myself, people who come to me for advice, people who take coaching, people who listen to my podcast, and they use my podcast as a as a way of growth, right? They use it as a way of growth. So, how do you consider, how do you be, how do you become to be considered high value without falling into the one percentile? So let's get into that. And I think it's three components, especially as a man. As a man, if you want to be considered high value, there are three components that you need. And I would say these three components are, one, salary. You got to be making some type of money, right? Attitude and ambition. So let's break that down. So I think the lowest income in America is like 20K a year, right? You want to try to be making a little more than that. So this way you can take care of yourself. Maybe you have enough money for a girlfriend, because if you save a lot and you make proper investments, because getting money is just not the end all be all. You have to invest that money. There needs to be some type of interest, some compound interest, maybe investing, but this needs to be done strategically. So your average, on average, not your lowest, your average salary in America is about 52K a year. So at $20 an hour, if you work an average of, Anywhere from forty to fifty hours a week, you'll be bringing in fifty-two thousand dollars a year, at least. That's that. That's the least because your average full-time job, I think, is like forty hours a week. But I always tell you guys, if you listen to me and you listen to my podcast, what what are the amount of hours that I tell you should be working? Let me see if somebody can say it in the comments. What is the average amount of hours I tell you guys you should be working? Because forty hours is average, and I think if you're going to do anything great, if you're going to do anything above average it needs to be four. It needs to be more than 40. Exactly. So at $20 an hour, if you're working 40 to 50 hours a week, exactly, 70 to 80 to 90, right? If you're working 50 hours a week, 50, 40 hours a week, that's about average income in the US is $52,000 a year. So let's put some more on it. So if you say you're working $20, $20 an hour and you're working 80 hours a week, same job, whatever that may be. Now you're bringing in eighty-three thousand two hundred dollars a year. Now 80, 80 hours a week is a lot, right? But we're not counting for if your job has bonuses, if you get um, extra pay or time and a half, or you know, or any checks or like commissions and stuff like that. So we're not even taking an account because those things can add up to it, especially if you have a vehicle. Like for example, I have I'm invested in Novatech. I get three percent of my money every week. You know how much Chase banks give you on a percentage of your money? What's the percent of interest do they give you on your money? I think it's like I think it's like one percent in a year. In a year, I get that. I get three percent anywhere from three to six percent. Sorry, anywhere from three to six percent in a week. I know a lot of people don't like these new startup hedge funds because they think it's a scam. Oh, I did. I see. You're not really. But you didn't do it. I did it. And I only started with like two hundred some dollars. My shit is at two thousand dollars. And I've only just been all the money that I make every week. I put it back in and it's multiplying. So imagine if you're working, busting your ass. Even if you work, let's say, 70 hours a week, that's still seventy two thousand dollars a year. So now you're not in the one percent, but you're falling into the twenty and the eight and the and the twenty percent and the twenty five percentile and the eighteen percentile. That's still very high. That's still above average. Think about the money you can save. Think about the investments you can make. Right? Three percent of my money. That's just one investment. So and and I only started that like what August August or something like that it's a few months ago. But it's not just about making the money; it's about taking that money and making smart investments with it. So this way, you have money because when you make that type of money, it's still more than your average. You'll still have excessive money to take care because if you're making fifty to forty k a year, you still have money for a vacation. You still have money to go on dates, but now you got money to go on dates. You have money to buy things. You can buy a nice car, right? You can you can do all these things. You can go on dates and you can take care of people. You can take care of your mom. If you got a girl and she's been your girl for years, you can take you. You can pay the rent for your place. You can live with you, whatever the case may be. Now you're valued. Now you're because you're looked at somebody that's value. You don't necessarily have to fall into the one percent. Just be above average. And working that 80 hours a week, that's not something you have to do for five and 10 years. You do that shit for a solid two years and rack up especially if you guys are living at home you know how many you know how many you guys are 18 19 20 I wish I had did this and you're working and you're working you're getting twenty dollars sometimes thirty dollars an hour and you're only working 40 hours a week and you're living at home you don't have any real bills or responsibilities maybe a car note you can you can rack most of that money up and a lot of the times your parents is not even asking you for money Forget girls, forget going out and buying bottles and all that stupid shit. It's not helping you. And trust me, when you get my age, it, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have even known about this. Even if I just took my money and put it into the S&P 500, bro, oh my god. I'd have more than a million dollars right now. That's all you have to do. You don't have to work 80 hours, 100 hours, 70 hours a, a a week for like all your life. Just do it for 2 years and rack up and then you can use that money and make investments. And then and then work 50 hours a week. So this way now you're back to 52K. And just stay consistent. I'm telling you, it'll make so much more of a difference. You don't necessarily need because at this at a young age when you're in your early 20s, you don't need to be falling to the 1%, even though you can. There's a you can there's a so there's a multitude of things you can do. There's a multitude of things that you can do to make it. And the only reason I haven't I don't I haven't made a course or something like that because I'm not a millionaire myself. I don't want to say to do this, do that and do this and I don't have a million plus dollars in the bank. But once I do, motherfuckers, y'all going to see. <laughs> We're going to do it. But back to my point. The salary thing is something that you have to have. So even if you do this for two to three years and you rack up and you're working 60, 70, because 60, 60 hours a week, you're making 60K. That's still above average. It's slightly above, but it's still above, right? If you're, if you're working 70, 80, that's still 70K a year, 80K a year. You're closer to the 18%. You still fall into a small margin and you can do it. You don't have to be super rich. And then you make you find a vehicle to make that money work for you. I just gave you one example of a hedge fund that I use, a new startup. I've been getting results. There are a lot of people saying they don't trust it, but I've been getting, I've been getting 3% of my money every week. Your bank account is only giving you no more than no more than one per chase bank. They're giving you 1%. And I know a lot of people got Chase Bank. So think about that. That shit accumulates. You guys let years go by and you're not and you're not being smart with your money. So then. That's the salary part is something that can make you seem high valued. And you guys take it for granted. What's another thing? What's another thing? Have your own place. Have your own place. Now obviously that's not something that you want to do right away, you know. Stack up your money first. Stack up your money and then if you if your rent is like maybe 1200, 1500, maybe even if it's 2000, you'll have your rent in one week. You know, Or by that time, when you have done stacking up, you done worked 80 hours a week for like two years, and you done saved almost a year's worth of salary, you paying rent will be nothing. And then you can find vehicles where your money can work for you. If you bet $10,000, I know somebody that has about $11,000 in Novatech. He gets $300 every week. That's a full-time salary that he's getting from almost doing nothing. And there are other vehicles like that. There are other investments you can make like that. So having a salary that is slightly above average, you be you can be considered high value. Having your own place, you be you can be considered high value. Having your own car. <laughs> you guys ever see Baby Boy? You see how he was using his girl for her car. A lot of you guys like that. Don't get me wrong. I was once in that case too. I was in that place because girls like me so much they'll they'll do a lot of things for you that is not necessarily the best thing for you. Because whenever she got mad, oh, give me my keys. Give me my car back. And I was I was literally living like baby boy, right? Living at home, using my girl's car, going to pick her up at work. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But when you get a place with your girl like I got a client right now, he has he had a place with his girl and he he's taking a risk at messing up his credit because they broke up and now they have to break the lease. There's a possibility of breaking the lease and you have to pay these extra fees and it might mess up your credit. Don't do it because at the risk of a relationship, if you guys are together in a relationship, now what? Now you got to break the lease. You got to do all this extra shit. But if you had your own place and you're in a relationship, you don't have to risk messing up your credit. You don't have to miss, risk paying all these extra fees. Because you had your own shit. And you don't have to leave. Because your name is on it. Doing that whole 50-50 stuff is a recipe for disaster. It is. I know a lot of you guys have a hard time with it. But you need to step it up. And you need to level up. Because there's no fucking excuse. So how can you be considered high value without falling into that 1%? You can be slightly less. Working more than... Working more than 40 and 50 hours a week, anywhere from 60 to 80 hours a week, you'll be considered high value. At $20 an hour, $20 an hour is the average income for people in America. Having your own place, having your own car, or maybe even having two cars. Most people don't have two cars. You will fall into a high percentage, and you will be still considered high value. But that's not it. That's the only thing that's not it. You also have to have the right attitude. Part of those three components, salary, attitude, and ambition. Having the right attitude. Now, when you're on date and in in game and, you know, in approach game and, you know, the PUA coaches that I've taken coaching from before, what they say is when you're on a date and you're considered high value, women pick up on that. And what does that mean? You're conducting yourself as if you were higher value, right? You're not gonna tolerate certain type of disrespect, right? You're gonna you're gonna know your worth. So if you come on a date and you're presenting yourself as if you're high value, you're dressed to the nine, right? Your clothing is good. You know, you maybe have some nice accessories. Not too much. If that's not your thing, you don't have to, but you're dressed very well. It says a lot about yourself. This person has respect for themselves. This person holds themselves to a certain a certain type of standard. You come on a dress, you looking good, you smell good, you got some nice cologne on. Presentation is everything. First impressions last a lifetime. You know? So if you're looking good, you know, and 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 you take care of yourself. You're in the gym. You're not obese. You don't look any type of way. Remember that thing? Remember the video that, uh, you know, Kevin Gates had put out? He was like the woman in the comments. She was like, oh, I love the dad bod. You need to go back to the dad bod. He was like, no, you do. Th- th- I just look like you can get over on me because I was getting over on myself, not not treating myself with respect, not treating myself with value, allowing myself to be slob and being overweight and being out of shape. Because it, that like he said, when you see somebody who's overweight, it looks like and people, women, some for women feel like they can get over on that person because he's out of shape. Oh, he going to let me have my way. He fat. All I got to do is feed him. He look a little lazy. He probably lazy. He probably don't go to the gym. Yeah, he probably going to give me my way. Yeah, I could get over him. Have value for yourself. Conduct yourself. Don't tolerate disrespect. You come on a date. There's been times there's been times I was on a date and, you know, a girl on her phone too much. I got up and left. I got up and walked out. One, because I genuinely have had dates where girls don't do that and i've asked her more than once i'm i'm present i'm presenting and i'm portraying higher value i don't tolerate that bullshit and neither should you and these are some of the things that are going to make you seem higher value another thing not putting women first a lot of you guys never tell girls no a lot of you guys never ever ever tell girls no i always get hacks to hang out Well, not as much from people who know my schedule, but a lot. I get asked to hang out a lot, but I don't. A lot of times, oh, can I hang out with you? I got to go to the gym. Oh, but can I just see you for a little bit after the gym? Maybe, depending on how I'm feeling. I still got to go home and shower. I want to eat. I haven't eaten yet today. I'm starting. Ramadan ain't come yet, but I'm preparing. You know what I'm saying? So then what happens is women, they start to say, well, damn, I feel like I'm always begging for your time and I feel like you don't need me for anything. So then they want to like, oh, let me come massage your feet. Let me come massage your leg. I get treated. I get treated like the king. I get treated like the prize. And I don't ever have to say I'm the prize, (laughs) right? Because they understand that I'm not just bullshitting with my time. When I say I'm at the gym, I'm at the gym. You'll see it on my story. Or I send them a video. I'm I'm not out here bullshitting. I'm really trying. I'm really working hard, right? But that whole idea, that priority of not prioritizing women, it's conveying higher value because then she knows that there are things that come before her. Obviously, God comes first. Right. And a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys out there do practice Islam and a lot of you guys are supposed to be participating in Ramadan and you don't. You don't tell your girl no for sex during Ramadan. You know, it's slow for that. It's slow. We're not doing that. I can't do that. I'm fasting. None of y'all do that. And I know a lot of you don't. A lot of you don't even fast during Ramadan. So you're not putting God first. And then she knows that you're going to compromise everything. Oh, oh, he, last year you had SEX with me during Ramadan. Why can't we do it? And don't get me wrong, you might slip up once or twice. But if you overall tell her no, and she knows what time it is, she's going to respect you that much more. And it's conveying higher value. Even for the guys who are Christian, you, you got your values. You don't put your God first. A lot of I know a lot of people don't. You read the Bible.